Hi, welcome. Thank you for tuning to Life Plus Up with your host Kevin Yang. For all the listeners, Life Plus Up is a podcast dedicated in making your life better by achieving success in three core components of life: personal, financial, and career. In each episode, we'll be bringing some of the most positive and inspiring news, followed by introducing programs to help out with personal finance. We'll coach you some professional skills to help you advance in your career, and be your resources for a better lifestyle and health. You can find the newest episode every Wednesday by follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google, or much more. At the end of each episode, I will answer some of the questions from our listeners. So if you have a question, please email me or DM me on Instagram, or just by clicking on the voice link listed in the description. Remember, if you find this podcast informative and helpful, please share with someone that you think this can help. So now, let's have a great show. It is happening all over again. You turn your TV and saw every media outlet continuously broadcast about the pandemic raging through our country, where civil unrest and protests took place for social inequality. The anxiety that once faded away is silently creeping back up again. You continue to browse your usual TV lineups to search for positivity. But find it more and more challenging than ever. You ask yourself, where are the positive news? Why are we not celebrating the heroes that are saving lives out there in the front lines? Where is the positivity during this stressful time? Where can I find inspiration and courage? Welcome to episode thirty-eight, light during the darkest time, special positive news edition. First. I want to thank all the listeners and friends of our podcast for your beautiful messages, wishes, and encouragement for the passing of my dog Jack over the weekend. There are few incidents in life that are inevitable, but impossible to prepare for, and the departure of a friend is surely ranked one of the highest. It is time like this that reminds all of us that the importance of positive thinking and commitments to the departure friend. That you will live better, and there's nothing they should be worrying about. As I scroll through websites and news lineups, I found it harder and harder to locate positive and inspiring news lately. So I think to myself, if I have a hard time finding them, I can only imagine how others are not able to even see it if they're not really searching for it, right? And this is the reason I feel it is important to have another special news edition, so I can shine some lights during this darkness. Before we begin, I want to remind all the listeners that there are millions of lives currently being impacted by the pandemic, and currently in dire need of food and household essentials. Your donations and support may not mean a lot to you, but it sure will change their days. You can support them by visiting familytofamily.org for donation, 
And like I said before, if you can donate, please share this link listed in the show note with your platforms as we're all in this together. Another reminder before we start our episode, if you enjoy our podcast, you most likely will enjoy our online publication, The Life Business Insider as well, and with all the resources that it has. On our publication, you will find show notes, article written by some of the best minds and industry leaders. And if you are interested in becoming our writer, just visit the article, How to Write for Us, listed in the show note. Now, I really want to thank all the patrons on our Patreon page. It is your support that helped me to continue to improve my content and find more guests for us to go ahead and have more knowledge dive. For anyone who may be interested in becoming our patrons and receive special benefits such as exclusive interviews, bonus episodes, mock interview workshops, and most importantly, networking opportunity, please visit the link listed in the description as well. Now, let's go ahead and get started with our episode with some positive and inspiring news. Today, our first news is being brought to you by CNN, written by Gabriel Kinder. The headline is, furloughed from her job, she's now the lasagna lady who cooks free meals for first responders and friends. When Michelle Brenner lost her job because of the pandemic, she decided to use her extra time and family lasagna recipe to create a free food movement in her Washington community. So far, she has made more than 1,275 pens of pasta for friends, neighbors, and first responders, and anyone in need of good, fresh meal without charging anyone. For Brenner, this is a labor of love, and she has no plans to stop. I knew it was my time in my life to get back to the people who paved life's path for me to have the 45 years of life that I've had, she told CNN. Frozen lasagna is not a treat. Brenner, who moved to Gig Harbor, Washington, about six years ago, was furloughed from work at a menswear store after COVID-19 hit. She quickly realized that she's not very good at sitting around. She says she decided she wanted to help elderly members of her community and those who could not get out and shop for themselves because of the pandemic. So she signed up to work as shopper for Instacart. She only spent two days working with the grocery delivery app, but during that time, she noticed one item her customers kept asking for, frozen lasagna. One of those customers was a man in his 90s, Brenner said when she delivered the frozen lasagna and other items to him, he confessed to her that he had not had any fresh food in nearly a month and a half. That moment inspired Brenner to do some grocery shopping of her own and pick up the ingredients to make her family a fresh lasagna based on her grandmother's recipe. Frozen lasagna is not a treat, she said. I am not a fan of frozen lasagna. I'm very Italian. After her dish come out of the oven, Brenner jumped on Facebook to do what so many people have done throughout quarantine, share her home-cooked meal on social media. In her post, Brenner offered to make her lasagna and deliver free of charge to anyone who wants one. When she received enough requests, 
She went to the store and spent her $1,200 stimulus check on ingredients and started cooking. She made more than 130 lasagnas and distributed them to those who requested for free. The whole point of this is to spread the sense of community wherever we can throughout the comfort of lasagna, she said. So I don't want anybody to feel disincluded because reality is there are people out there who can't afford a dollar. This is one woman operation. Brenner spent 8 to 14 hours per day doing all the cooking herself. She spent the last 90 days working without a day off. Many of us go to work and want to come home right away. And I never had that feeling, she said, of her recent cooking endeavor. Brenner started the operation in her own home, pushing her kitchen to its limits and setting up a contactless food pantry in front of her front yard. Recently, she said she was given free use of a commercial kitchen at the Gig Harbor Sportsman Club, allowing her to grow her operation. The process of distributing the lasagnas have allowed Brunner to see the impact of her work firsthand. One family, she said, cried when she arrived on Easter because without the lasagna, the other treats, they told her they did not have enough money to celebrate the holiday this year. Another man Brenner fed told her he had recently lost both his father and young son to COVID-19. One woman told Brenner she donated lasagna to the nurses taking care of her mother in an Alzheimer's world. Brenner says she feels her lasagna delivers more than just nutrition. It creates an opportunity for family members to bond. That's a family meal, and that's time to sit together. That's memories making and that's conversations she said it's something you'll remember for the rest of your life although she distributed the lasagnas for free many in her community wanted to chip in they decided to organize a series of fundraisers online to help brenners keep the operation going over the last nine weeks brenner said they raised more than twenty-three thousand dollars for her which translated into 1,275 pens of lasagna. While Brenner does not know what will happen when her furlough ends, she says she does not plan to stop making lasagna for others. She called the experience of making lasagna for her community a dream come true. People say, are you tired? Brenner said, and I go, you know, I don't have time to think about that. I have lasagnas to make. And here at Life Plus Up, we really want to thank you, Michelle, for your amazing, kind act. Our heroes in the front lines have done so much, and we continue to rely on them in this battle, which seems endless. You have brought life and nutrition to them as they continue to bring lives back to our society. And for that, we thank you. Now, let us take a short break before we dive into more amazing stories. Welcome back. Now let's go ahead and head to our second story, which is being also brought to you by CNN, written by Amy Cholak. The headline is, they bonded over bagels, then COVID-19 hit. Now this 82 years old and his millennial friend bonded over Zoom. New Yorker Ben Goldstein 
and Robert Breyer used to hang out in person regularly to nosh and buy and bagels to discuss everything from music to politics. Though Ghosting, 30 years old, and Breyer, 82 years old, have a big age gap, they bonded after meeting over a year ago through nonprofit Dorot, which matches senior New Yorkers with young volunteers. Immediately, I was just very taken with him and just thought that he sounded great. Such a funny and fun guy, Ghosting told CNN. Noting that he and Briar made an effort to see each other every few weeks before the pandemic hit, because of the COVID-19, however, their visits were put on pause. Dorat canceled all in-person visits. The organization instead asked its hundreds of volunteers and their matches, including Ghosting and Briar, to shift to phone calls and video chats on Zoom. Briar said he misses the visits, but like many. They are making the virtual hangouts work. The two started with phone calls every few weeks, abiding by the stay-at-home order in place across the state. On June fourth, the transition to a Zoom call. It's good to see you, Ghosting said during the call. I haven't seen you in a while. I miss you, Briar responded, his face beaming. I like to hug you. I like to give you some salad. You still look like you haven't had enough sleep. Still bags under my eyes," replied by his younger friend. Dorot is a Hebrew word meaning generations," say Mark Merrily, the organization's executive director. It's our mission to bring generations together and to address the issue of social isolations," Madredi said. The program began in 1976 when a group of Columbia University graduate students saw a need to help older adults to stay engaged and connected in the community. Since then, researchers have studied the health impacts of loneliness and determined that loneliness is in its own epidemic. Loneliness is an important health priority, Dr. Vivek H. Marthy. Who served as U.S. Surgeon General from 2014 to 2017? Previously said, there are growing evidence that we have a strong association between loneliness and concerning health outcomes. Melody agrees. Social isolations and loneliness can have devastating healthcare consequences on both older adults as well as individuals of all ages, but it hits older adults particularly hard. He said. What the research has shown is that when people have isolated or lonely, there are increased levels of depression, higher level of blood pressure, early onset of dementia, and even premature death. Right now, the nonprofit has more than 500 seniors matched with volunteers and advise other intergenerational programs across the country. Meredith said that the relationship between the seniors and the young volunteers. Is reciprocal. Intergenerational programs have significant impact in improving the quality of life of both individuals. In addition to matching volunteers with seniors for visit, Dorot delivers fresh meals and holds concerts and talk. When coronavirus hit, those programs went online, and Dorot set up tech support to introduce seniors to Zoom, and Briar was one of them. 
finding himself on a screen in a small square grid alongside more than a dozen other seniors. Briar is a Holocaust survivor. He and his family were rounded up and forced to live in Budapest Jewish ghetto, where 70,000 Jews faced mass starvation and most of his family did not survive. He escaped the communist Hungary when he was 18 years old and landed in New York City in 1956. Breyer lived with his partner of 55 years until his partner died of a stroke two and a half years ago. I am lonely because he's not here. I mean, that was my whole life, said Breyer. Emotionally, I was a wreck. Ghosting's visit helped fill a void. Ben is a sweet kid, Breyer said. It was a very good thing emotionally not to be alone and talk about life. It was very enjoyable. We got to be friends. It's really, really cool to just be so welcome into someone's house like that. He's a very gracious host, said Ghosting. It's something I look forward to. It turned out they both have a lot in common. When Ghosting first visited Briar's apartment, he was owed by hundreds of records of his new friend's shelf from floor to ceiling. It turned out they both worked in the music industry. Briar was record salesman back in the 1960s and 70s at a department store on 5th Avenue. And Ghosting owns a music management company that represents rock artists. Before the pandemic, Briar sometimes put on a record and his young friend will ask him about it. I think that he enjoys me being able to tell him about the work I do in my music, said Ghosting. He kind of gets a kick out of me telling him stories from the room. Both release live performances, which they are all missing now. There is a generational gap. It really is not something that fell when we are hanging out, Ghosting said. Briar said he looks forward to the day he can see his friend in person. It's a good feeling, Briar said of his friendship with Ghosting. You don't feel alone. Until then, their friendship continued to thrive online. And here at Light Plus Up, we really want to go ahead and thank you, Ben and Robert, for demonstrating the power of true friendship and how human connection will help us to prevail in this battle with the pandemic. It's also a reminder for all of us who may have lost contact with some of our friends and families over the past few years. A simple phone call or Zoom may just change the relationship to the better. Now, let's go ahead and dive into our next news. It's being brought to you by the Good News Network. The headline of the story is Adorable artwork from these small kids show up on Times Square billboard to thank essential workers. Three kids got the surprise of a lifetime when their artwork show up on a giant billboard as a colorful reminder to the frontline workers that we all thank them for their service. Shutterfly choose the designs from more than 450 works of art submitted from children across the nation during the company's hashtag CreateThanks campaign on Twitter and Instagram. Seven-year-old Kelly Rose Simpson 4 is the Long Island granddaughter of a New York City transit worker who inspired her drawing. She wanted to show him appreciation for helping people commute to work on the transit system. And her mixed media thank you has gone from hanging on her front door to hanging in Times Square. 
While New York City has been in the beginning stage of reopening, essential workers are there continue to rely on mass transit during the pandemic, and Shutterfly chose two of the city's busiest commuter hubs, Grand Central Stations and Port Authority, to display uplifting messages of things crafted by children to bring a little joy to their commute. The digital image company surprised Kelly Rose and her family, unveiling her artwork to them for the first time on 8th Avenue and 42nd Street, where her artwork is being blown up high up on the billboard. Xavier Garcia, age 5, also from Long Island, wanted to thank frontline workers for being there for those who are sick and in need especially his aunt, who is a nurse assistant at Mount Sinai, South Nassau. I made this picture to thank the doctors and nurses for being superheroes, said Xavier. Rounding out the trio is a Brooklyn four-year-old named Armari London Ahasan, who wanted to share a heart and a helping hand to show her appreciation for healthcare workers everywhere, including his mom, who is a physician assistant. Shutterfly is also delivering things directly into the hands of those who are keeping us healthy by distributing 500 care packages to medical staff among Sinai and Elmhurst hospitals and giving more than $750,000 in donation as part of their four good initiatives. So here at Light Plus Up, we want to give a special shout out to Kelly, Xavier, and Amari. Your genuine thank you cards definitely bring smile to millions. So for all the listeners out there, if you are in New York City, I urge you to visit the Times Square and see their amazing works that inspire all of us. Now to our final story, which is brought to you by The Positive News, written by Nikolai Swasson. The headline is, It barely takes an hour out of my day. Meet the people spreading kindness. Three people who give up their time to help others during the coronavirus crisis reflect on their experiences. The local helper, Naomi Empowers, a single mother from West London, has always done charity work, but after being furloughed from her job as a business coach because of the pandemic, she has thrown herself into helping others. As she raises her children, age five and seven, alone, they go with her as she delivers prescriptions and shoppings to people who can't leave the house. She says it provides a valuable lesson about the importance of community and recognizing that we are all connected. Empowers was also one of the more than one million people who has signed up to be an NHS volunteer responder. She is alerted when somebody nearby needs help via an app. And if the family is able to, they spring to action. A number of single-parent families who were struggling reached out to me, she explained. I put a post on social media to say we have some families who are not sure how they are going to feed their kids. Can we come together and help? Within the space of a couple hours, we have raised 200 euros, and some volunteers have gone out to do the food shopping because I have been doing that sort of things independently anyway. I decided to sign up to more organized responses as well. I always think that could so easily be me and if I was in a situation where I didn't have the means or capacity to feed my kids, then I will hope that somebody will help me and step up 
So I try to be that person for someone else. Our next one is a charity volunteer. Helen Wright has been volunteering with a local charity in York called Move the Masses, which encourage physical activity. Wright, who is a self-employed, normally works in sports industry on a large-scale event such as Cricket World Cup. She began volunteering in January 2019 for the charity's walking body services called the MoveMates, and was paired with an 87-year-old woman for short weekly walks. In March, because of the pandemic, they had to stop walking, and Move the Message transformed the roles of their volunteers overnight. Rice says, "The charity is small, but making big differences. More than 1,000." Prescriptions have been delivered, and volunteers made more than 600 calls or sent letters to check on isolated, vulnerable people in the first seven weeks of lockdown. As well as taking prescription to those isolating, Wright has also been writing weekly letters to her former walking partner, who is hard of hearing so can speak on the phone. I have felt so much love from those I have dropped prescription off at, and have. Many doorstep socially distanced chats because people are feeling more isolated than ever before. It's a nice feeling to get my own bike, cycle to chemist, queue for prescription, and drop it off. It barely takes an hour of my day to be kind. Ryan has also feel a sense of community among the volunteers. There is a great camaraderie amongst the volunteers in the Facebook group. Who I have never met, but we all supporting the city during this strange time," she said. Our last one is the NHS worker, Gemma Herop, from Shapsfire, have been working with patients hospitalized with COVID-19 as a higher therapy support worker, alongside with physicians and occupational therapists. After dealing with a patient on the ward. I asked if there was anything they need, such as a cup of tea. She said, "Oh, I just want something to read." Harab explains, "It just struck me that we don't have any TVs on the wards, and no visitors are allowed on the movement. How lonely it must be!" Harab continues, "We managed to source a magazine for her, and she was so happy. I thought if that magazine had made..." One afternoon, a bit easier for her, then that's amazing. Harab began calling local publications as well as posting on social media to see if she can get donations for her ward. The response was huge, more than 500 items, including magazines, newspaper, and even coloring books, have been sent, which she has distributed across several wards at the hospital. Everyone I call say yes. They were really willing to help in any way they could because of the current climate, she says. When I was stating out, it made a bit nervous that I was putting myself out there in front of my colleagues, because I haven't been there very long. But the feedback was really positive. The patients are going through a tough time at the moment. Not only are they ill, but they don't have their families. Or even something as small as getting a magazine to read is very huge. So, a giant thanks to Naomi, Helen, and Gemma 
for showing us what kind of positive impacts that each person can do if we all take a little time of our day for others during this pandemic. So let us all be inspired and take actions to support one another. Now we conclude our special edition. I want to thank all of your support once again, as this journey can never be possible without friends like you. I will see you all next Wednesday at Life Plus Up. Be healthy and be safe. As we're wrapping up this episode, I want to thank and remind all the listeners that in the description you'll be able to find the overview of our contents, the links to positive news and resources, and most importantly, the show notes that I publish on Medium. Our music are being brought by Scott Holmes from scottholmesmusic.com. And if you have a question for my guests or for myself. Please email me at podcastlifeplusup@gmail.com, or find me on Instagram, or simply by clicking on the voice link in the description. If you find this podcast informative and helpful, please follow and subscribe through your favorite podcast platform, and share with someone that you really think this can help. If you want to support, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or simply by clicking on the donation button. Now we'll see you all next Wednesday. Until then, remember, success without fun never lasts, and fun without success is not really too much fun. So let's have a fun and a successful podcast together. <laughs>